Hey everyone, this is Chris and Sandy Benton with the Chris and Sandy Show, where we get up close and personal with some amazing rising artists. And like every show, we got a great episode for you today. We got Willie Locke, and he's doing some great things. Got a great song called Radio that's out there, and we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about his story, and we're going to just talk about where he's going. So, Willie, are you here? I am here. What's up, guys? How are you? We're doing good. I'm doing great. Yes. Doing very well. (laughs) Happy Mother's Day, Sandy. Uh, Hope it was a great day yesterday. Oh, it was. Very much so. (laughs) Excellent. Excellent, guys. So as we get started here, tell us a little bit about who you are, where you're from, and a brief overview of you. Absolutely. Well, my name is Willie Locke, and I am an artist, singer-songwriter based in New York City by way of Bloomington, Indiana. Um, I actually grew up in I, – I, I have a crazy sort of – everybody always asks me where I'm from, and it's uh, <laughs> definitely a long-winded answer. I, I grew up in the D.C. area, and I was born and raised in Bethesda, Maryland, and I lived there until I was about 18 years old. Then I moved to Bloomington, Indiana – I went to school there, and then I also uh, lived there for a few years after school, and I was singing a cappella, and then I moved to New York uh, about four years ago. So I've been been in New York City for for four years, uh, almost to this day. Um, It was when I think I got, officially got my first apartment in New York City, which it was basically a glorified dorm room in a building uh, on the Upper West Side. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> so pretty expensive up there. Uh, absolutely. It's definitely, it's definitely not cheap, but, you know, we make it work. I, I do, I wait tables on the side when I'm not performing mm-hmm. and, you know, just, just the everyday uh, side hustles that goes along with, with living in New York City. So as you know, it's always good to kind of balance your life some, especially in this day and time. What are some hobbies you like to do outside of music? I am a big sports fan, and in addition to playing sports, I love watching sports. So I'm a big football fan. I played football in high school, so I'm, uh, I'm pretty fanatic about two teams in particular – uh, the West Virginia Mountaineers, my my family from my dad's side is all from West Virginia. My dad went to West Uh-oh, Virginia, Sandy. so, so I, oh. <laughs> yeah, so I, I grew up, I grew up watching the Mountaineers and uh, mm-hmm. I still love watching them on Saturdays. And then unfortunately I'm a Washington Redskins fan and uh, I, I unfortunately have to carry the burden of of that because we're the worst team in the league. So I, I'm all about football, <laughs> watching it. Uh, my brother and I, my, I, I live with my brother in the city. He's my roommate. And we, uh, we go to this bar called Redemption. It's a Redskins bar in New York City. So shout out to Redemption. That's one of my uh, favorite places to watch the game. And I also love running as well. Uh, I, I did a half marathon not too long ago and – I try and run at least five, five to six times a week. It just helps me uh, meditate, and it helps me sort of blow off some steam. I also listen to a lot of music while I'm running, so I, mm-hmm. I get some inspiration from songs there. And sometimes when I'm 
working on a song, I'll sort of give it the run test. I'll, I'll listen to it while I'm running, sort of <laughs> see what it needs to, to, to get better. <laughs> you know, you're talking about West Virginia. Um, Sandy's actually from Kentucky, so she's a big UK fan. Oh, yes. Okay. <laughs> Bordering state uh, there. <laughs> there's a little rivalry yeah. there. Uh, yeah. But, uh, my uncle, my, it's, it's funny, my uncle who lives in West Virginia is a big West Virginia football fan, but he loves mm-hmm. Kentucky mm-hmm. basketball. Oh, yeah. That, that's, like, that's like with us, we made an agreement, because I'm a big Georgia Bulldogs fan. I'm from Savannah, basically. Um, so we made an agreement when we married that we'll, we'll support – Kentucky basketball and Georgia football. <laughs> that's, listen, that's a fair trade. That's a fair trade. Me being uh, yeah. an Indiana Hoosier as well, I sort of, you know, I have to respect Kentucky because they are always amazing in basketball. But you know, I, I do, I do have a little bit of a hatred for UK just because. Uh, I went to Indiana. Yeah. You know, I sort of have to. I understand. Yep. <laughs> but, but you know what? The past couple of years, their football team is starting to change a little bit, so they it's might be a force to reckon with. Some. Yeah, I know. I know. That's it's that's been that's been fun to watch as well, uh, and as well as watching all of the all of the basketball players that played at Kentucky now go pro mm-hmm. like John yeah, Wall and yes. Anthony awesome. Davis just dominating oh, the yeah. NBA. Oh yeah. Great player. Yeah, and that's the, and that's the hard part about the Kentucky basketball is they have to get all new starters almost every year because all their starters go pro. Exactly. Yeah. As, exactly. As, so. as freshmen, you know, it's crazy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> as as you can tell I I definitely and into sports, uh, yeah. it, 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 yeah. unfortunately, I don't, I wasn't blessed with, uh, insane athletic abilities. So, you know, I, I wasn't, <laughs> instead I was, uh, singing in the choir at a young age. So, oh, well. uh, but I, I feel like sports and music just go hand in hand with each other, especially, you know, my, my band, my band in New York, we play a lot of, of songs that mm-hmm. you would hear at a sporting event, pump up songs, you know, and that always, mm-hmm. people just sort of tie the two together. Uh, and, and often is the saying that uh, athletes want to be musicians and musicians want to be athletes. So I think, <laughs> I think that rings true uh, in multiple genres of music as well. So have you been on the Sports Guys podcast? Uh, I do follow I have some friends being in New York I have some friends who work at Barstool Sports so I'm mm-hmm. a big fan of Barstool Sports well, and, the reason uh, I'm asking I, that is because our partner we kind of partner with another podcast he does a backstage pass and his whole ideal is where he, he combines sports and country music so pretty cool idea that, yeah, that's, in, that's cool. incredible <laughs> and which I'm sure um I'm sure Trevor will be reaching out to him to get you on his show too. Cause you know, cause again, you know, when you said sports and music kind of go together, I was like, yep, that's exactly what Brandon's doing with his podcast. Yeah. That's what I was thinking too. <laughs> well, hopefully, hopefully in the future we can make that happen and shout out to Trevor. Uh, if he's listening because he's great. I, I actually connected with him uh, through, through the internet. So 
uh, and then also he he introduced me to you guys. So it's uh, it's been awesome. a win-win situation. <clears throat> so as we really dig dig in here, what's what's something unusual about you? I think something is, that's unusual about me is probably my story. I, I definitely mm-hmm. when when it comes to music, I have uh, a unique background. I I don't really consider myself a one genre artist. I do make yeah. country records and radio mm-hmm. is certainly a country song, mm-hmm. but I also have a lot of rock and roll influences. Uh, I sang mm-hmm. in an acapella group professionally for about five years. So I, I have that background and I also have uh, somewhat of a choral and classical background as well. So I grew mm-hmm. up singing for the national cathedral choir in DC <clears throat> and I, I sang uh, church services oh, wow. three to four times a week, uh, whether it was a Sunday morning mass or it was an even song service in the afternoon on a weekday. So I was heavily ingrained in choral music mm-hmm. for the younger years of my life. And that sort of developed into singing in musicals in high school. And I would sing in, in operas as well. So I was very classically driven in terms of my performing at a young age, but I had a love for all different kinds of music. My mom worked at a Mm -hmm. classic rock radio station. So I listened to a lot of classic rock. So I would go to classic rock concerts and see these bands as a kid. And I just instantly fell in love with that and just being on the stage and being a front man. And so then I, I ended up actually going to Indiana to study opera mm-hmm. because I was singing, <laughs> I was singing classical, I was singing musical theater, wow. I was singing opera in high school, and I just uh, a lot of people encouraged me. You know, you can you could really, yeah, study this in school and and do this eventually on a professional level. So I went to Indiana. I I studied opera for the first few years. Then I got involved in an acapella group called straight no chaser um <laughs> and i was i was singing in acapella but i was singing so it was still sort of that <laughs> choral aspect but i was singing uh-huh. and covering contemporary music and uh I, I just then instantly sort of fell in love with that and 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 pop music and just really great songs that were that were popular on the radio um and also living in Indiana, I, I befriended um, a few country musicians and, and I started mm-hmm. listening to more country music and I just sort of fell in love with, with, with that and the structure of a song. And mm-hmm. then I really sort of started writing my own music. And, and after college, I kept singing acapella, started a new group with people that were in Straight No Chaser <laughs> called Gentleman's oh, wow. Rule. And uh, we ended up, we started out with, with a viral video, which was, mm-hmm. we took the classic wedding, we took the wedding march of Pachelbel's Canon and we mashed it up with Ride With Me by Nelly. So we called it the Pachinelli Canon. And that oh, sort wow. of started, uh, that sort of started what was five years of touring and uh, recording. We recorded a national special for PBS. And uh, we toured across the country. We toured in Europe and uh, we did that for about five years. And 
after that, uh, you know, some people sort of went their, their separate ways and I moved to New York and, no way. uh, fast forward four years. I, <laughs> all those songs that I had been writing since <clears throat> gentlemen's rule, I started recording and, and mm-hmm. just performing and, and honing in and, uh, yeah, now I just released radio and that's my second single and sort of my first country record that I put out and first mm-hmm. of, of many more to come. So that is really uh, awesome. So, yeah, so that's so, sort of my what's unique about me is my sort of the crazy zigzag uh, direction that I've <laughs> taken to get to where I am right now. You know, a lot of people, mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> a lot of people sort of move to Nashville and crank it out with the singer songwriter rounds and, mm-hmm. you know, go that direction. I am, am getting there. And I just think, you know, even though I've sort of uh, had a strange journey, um, I'm, I'm just sort of just getting started in, in this genre. And it's really exciting because a lot of people are, have been very, very welcoming. And uh, mm-hmm. I've, I've met some really, really cool people just even in the past uh, couple of months. That's really cool. So what drives you now? Um, you know, I I think just the idea of making more music and, and mm-hmm. getting it out there and reaching more people in different places that I, I haven't connected with yet. And I, I know mm-hmm. that, unfortunately, uh, COVID has, has sort of thrown a wrench into – some of my touring plans, I was supposed to go do, do a couple of shows in Nashville. Mm-hmm. Uh, actually it was, it was supposed to be later this month and that's not happening. But when, when things start getting back to normal, I really would, would like to tour and, and go perform in, in places where I, I've never performed singing my own songs, you know, yeah. which uh, I'm really looking forward to that. And because of my travels with Gentleman's Rule, I do have a lot of friends and supporters mm. in, in different areas of the country, and I'd like to be able to go go back to wherever they're located and, and, and play some shows yeah. and reconnect, reconnect. That's really awesome. So when, when you look back on your career so far of what you've done, what are a few moments where you're like, wow, I got to do that? Uh, back to the sports and music going hand in hand, uh, Mm -hmm. I got to sing the national anthem and the halftime show for the Chicago bears versus Carolina Panthers game at soldier field. So (laughs) that was, that was pretty incredible. Um, that, that was one of those once in a lifetime experiences, especially, getting getting a flyover there was a there was a uh-huh. fighter jet flyover mm-hmm. at the end of the national oh, anthem wow. 65,000 people Cam Newton was right next to me I I was just <laughs> in heaven that day wow. that was that was pretty crazy <laughs> and so I'm, a, I'm a huge football fan so it, mm-hmm. it made it that mm-hmm. much more made it that much more important for me just because I mean if it, if it was a Redskins game I think that would have taken the cake but uh, <laughs> yeah. I'm, not, I'm not complaining there it was it was pretty surreal <laughs> so when you were walking out to that field to sing what were your thoughts going through your head well 
as an acapella group, we sang together. So it was okay. eight, eight or nine of us, and mm-hmm. it was a ridiculously large stadium. So in terms of <laughs> acoustics and the sound is sort of going all over the place. So I was just really focused on paying attention to the person next to me and trying our mm-hmm. best to blend as a group. It's, it was just yeah. sort of like, okay, yeah, don't mess up, stay focused. This is a huge deal. And, you know, just, just honoring, honoring the country on, on that level with mm-hmm. you know, veterans holding, holding the flags next to us, the flyover. It, it just was a, it was a very big moment. And I, just had to hone in and tell myself don't don't get distracted by the fanfare going on mm-hmm. just stay stay focused and <laughs> sing loud and proud that is awesome any other moments that really stand out uh i recently i recently just played a show in new york city at at a club called the delancey and mm-hmm. it was sort of my first I, I had played a lot of more intimate shows at a few songwriters rounds in the city and a few smaller venues. But the Delancey I felt like it was my first actual show where I had a full band and we packed it out, people were going crazy and I just felt like, Okay, this is the <laughs> start of of <laughs> a new chapter of performing yeah my songs with with my band and you know the the booking the Nashville show was was another huge highlight just because I Mm -hmm. I had never I've never played a solo show in Nashville before so I was really looking forward to that obviously I I think we're gonna have an opportunity to reschedule that but Mm -hmm. um it would have been it would have been really great to to have that to look forward to this month but uh, there, there, there are many more opportunities to come. So I'm, I'm certainly excited to do that in the future, to get down to Nashville, to play some writers rounds, uh, play some showcases and, and things of that nature. Mm-hmm. That is really awesome. Now I always like to flip the script as I, as I call it, <clears throat> you know, we always, we talk, you know, we talk pluses. I always like to go the other way, talk about the struggles, the sacrifices, because a lot of people, you know, and including hosts that do other shows, they like to focus on all the highlights. I like to focus on the lowlights too, because I think the the public needs to hear both sides. Because it takes both to make an artist. You know, without without the bad, you can't get the good. Without the good, you don't get the bad. So it takes both sides. And where I want to go with this, I'll tell a little story that will help us where we want to go. Uh, we interviewed Allison Steele from Two Steel Girls <clears throat> back in 2014, and they were full-time at that time with music. And one of my questions to her was, what advice would you give an up-and-coming artist <clears throat> uh, right now? And she said, if this is going to sound funny coming from someone full-time. She goes, but <clears throat> if your heart will allow you to do anything outside of music, go do that and keep music as a hobby. She goes, once you go full-time, or even if you want to make a career out of it, you don't have to be full-time yet, but once you want to make a career out of it, uh, it's a game-changer for you. It, yes, it's still your passion, but it's also your job now. So because you could have the worst day today, but if you've got a gig tonight, you've got to smile like it's 
like you've had the best day ever. The, you know, she said the families have to say. She goes, even though her and her daughter were the front people of the of the band, she goes, our whole families have had to sacrifice to get where they were at that moment. She goes, uh, but if your heart won't allow you to do anything outside of music, then go all in because the only way the sacrifices become worth it. What do you think about what she said? And let's go there a little bit. Absolutely. I, I think that that's, that certainly rings true for me. Uh, definitely relative in my decision to move to New York. I uh, sort of was on, was on the tail end of gentleman's role. As I mentioned, uh, a lot of people mm-hmm. were sort of going their separate ways. Uh, and, and I still really had a passion to keep performing. And yeah. I, I made the decision to move to New York with, with pretty much, no money to my name and oh, wow. I my brother my brother was living there already so he was kind enough to let me crash with him until I mm-hmm. sort of got on my feet and I was sleeping on on his floor on the floor in his apartment which uh was pretty much the only option at the time and I just had to to find a way I was going to every single audition I possibly could. Um, mm-hmm. I was working coat check in a nightclub to allow myself to go to auditions during the day. And then I would work until four in the morning at night at this nightclub doing coat check. And I was, I had no money, so I couldn't take an Uber home. So I had to take mm-hmm. the subway home. So I would walk, I would walk to the subway. I would wait probably half an hour for the subway train to come. And I, I did that for about uh, two months until finally I, uh, I met my band and mm-hmm. I, I, I joined the band and I, I got a job working at a, a rock and roll magazine. So I felt like I was <laughs> finally oh, wow. doing what I was doing for music. You know, I was, I was working hand in hand and mm-hmm. I was able to get my own apartment through doing that and mm-hmm. uh and finally say I could quote unquote make it in New York, you know. I mean, obviously living in New York every day is a struggle, but uh at this point now I am am doing music full time and mm-hmm. uh I live in Hell's Kitchen in, in in the city and I'm really really oh, blessed wow. to be able to to perform regularly and mm-hmm. and get to record my own music as well and have a lot of people who who support what I'm doing and I'm I'm really really thankful and and blessed mm-hmm. to have not only those people in my life but uh to have the musicians that I work with in my life as well. And I like to talk about this side of it because as if people have a misconception of music and you know you hear you see people on facebook or you may hear them say well an artist just needs a real you just need a real job and i hate that phrase um because first i always tell people don't tell an artist they need a real job because they've actually got something better a passion to live for and you know and i've got friends of mine that supposedly have this real job basically and not granted this ain't all friends but but there are people that that I got friends with where they're miserable. They've been, say, 10, 15 years in their career, and they're miserable. And you sit down with them, and you're trying to find out why. You're like, you've got this great lifestyle. You've got this great family. You've got this amazing career. <clears throat> and then there will be several that will stop you and say, 
that's the problem. The career is the problem. Like, what do you mean the career is the problem? You went to six years of college or however many years it was for that career. How can the career be the problem? You devoted your life to this. And they're like, I didn't, I never wanted this. And they would, and and when you dig deeper, you realize their parents, their friends, their high school guidance counselors, all that kept pushing them this way because this is where the money, the so-called money is. So, because they're what they had passion in, oh, you can't make big money there, so don't do that. Do this. And now they're 15 years in their career. They're miserable as can be because they're not doing what they felt called to do, all because people pushed them that way. And I wish people would wake up that, uh, that an artist can still have a career. Just because they're not big doesn't mean it's not a career. Absolutely. And I I try to reiterate that same thought to – uh, a lot of people who, who, who say things like that to me, uh, there, there are a lot of people that I know that are not famous by any regards, but they make a great living doing music and mm-hmm. they, they support their families doing it that way. And, um, you know, they, they have a business model for themselves as artists. And, and I think, you know, the, the biggest deterrent sometimes for artists is to have, people commenting on what they should or shouldn't do with, with their, with their lives. You know, people like me, that's really performing is the only thing I, I know, you know, it's what I feel like I was put on this earth to do. And, uh, you know, I have, I have some somewhat of a God given talent to, to perform and, and Mm -hmm. entertain and to, you know, to, to entertain other people. And I I think, I think sometimes that's hard for, for other people to understand. And we get you because we're in the same boat. Mm -hmm. Um, We actually originally launched new country buzz back in 2014 and Mm -hmm. we ran it for about a year and then we ended up shutting it down for personal reasons in 2015. And, but it was growing and all that. And we just shut it down and, and I tried to go other routes because once music's in you, it's in you. I tried to go other routes, and it was like I never felt like this was where I was supposed to go. <clears throat> and and New Country Buzz kept – I mean, I, I tried to push music away so much that I even let go of the domain, New Country Buzz. I even let it go. <clears throat> and But every six months, I would go to GoDaddy. Oh, nope, nobody's bought it yet. Six months later, oh, nope, nobody's bought it yet. By the end of 2018, it was eating me up so bad. Because I never want to live my life on what if. I don't want to – I kept thinking, what if we'd have kept it going? I don't want to live my life on – I would rather die broke and knowing I gave it my all than than have that what if feeling. So by the end of 2018, I told Sandy, I think we need to relaunch New Country Buzz and finish what we started. Had no idea what we were going to do. We relaunched, built kind of built the foundation in 2019 of New Country Buzz. Had no idea was going to do this show. Then end of last year, I told Sandy, I think it's time to go to the next level by doing uh, a little podcast-type show where we interview artists. And she's like, what would we call it? I was like, the Chris and Sandy show. What else? And she kind of joked us, who would listen to us? Because we were, we, nobody knows who we are. And I'm like, well, it worked for Bobby Bones. It worked for Ty Bentley. Why, why wouldn't it work for us? And so here we are. And now you're our well, yeah, really. <laughs> 87th um, person now. Yeah. I, I just wanted to say, I really, really love what you guys are doing. And, and I think, 
that story, it was, it was eating away at you. And, and in 2018, you went back, got it, got it started up again. I think that's great because had you not, it, it would not have given artists like me an opportunity to tell my story. You know, there are a lot of, uh, you know, I feel like there are a lot of big country music stars in the world. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, somebody like me who is, is rising, you know, I'm, I'm still a newcomer. It's really, it's nice that you guys are, are out there looking out for us and, and giving us opportunities, especially to the, to the new and up, up and coming artists. And that was one thing that we want to be different on. Cause there's a lot, there's platforms mm-hmm. out there, but they don't get in, they don't dig deep into your story. Um, and, and, and again, most of them, go 15 20 minutes anyway so of course you kind of can't dig deep and so when i when sin and i first launched i was like how can we be different what can we now granted we're a husband and wife team so that one thing that puts us in less than one percent of the crowd out there that makes us Mm -hmm. unique already but i didn't i I wanted more difference than that and so i was like i got it we're going to get i was like i've looked at a lot of podcasts a lot of shows nobody gives an artist enough time to dig deep into their stories a little bit and I was like, that's where we're going to be different. We're going to give them 60-plus minutes, whatever it takes, to really get their story out there because there's great platforms for the big artists to tell their stories, but there's nothing to tell their story for the small artists. Like, that's where we're going to be different, and that's what we've been trying to do. Yes. It's, it's, it's great. I, I, I love chatting with you guys. And, and see, that's here. We, and, and that's what we want. We, 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 did, we, did, we don't want to show to where – where we ask a question, you answer, and then we ask a question, you answer. We ask a question. We wanted a conversational show, a dialogue, mm-hmm. where you tell, you know, we ask a question, you tell a story around that question, and then if it hits something in us, we tell a story also. And we just, like, just a couple friends getting together and just talking. That's kind of where we wanted this show to go. Oh, yeah, I'm here. Yeah, I'm here. Oh. Okay, everything went quiet there. Because <laughs> <laughs> you, you usually, no, usually yeah, I hear like you were you were telling you were you were rolling you were rolling, Chris. I was I was just uh, I was I was that. tuned in on you. <laughs> <laughs> but oh, but again, fun. yeah. But but we wanted it to be yeah. where we all get to tell stories, uh, you oh, know, yeah. and because because we like to hear your stories and we like to tell our stories and and I think mm-hmm, that makes exactly. it to where when the audience is listening they can see oh there's a connection there. Yes. Of course. And, I hope and that I comes feel across. like I, you know I I haven't met you guys. I haven't met you guys in person but uh you know I I already can tell that I'm I'm friends with you, you know, just just because you you make it so easy to to keep the conversation rolling and to you know just Get the get it going on a on a friendship level, you know. Absolutely, and, and I love to hear that, and that's a perfect spot. To, we're going to take a quick break, a little commercial break, and then we're going to come back and play your song radio and and talk about that. How does that sound? That sounds great. All right, just hang on there. Hey everyone, we have partnered with another great podcast called the Sports Guys Podcast. You can find them over at thesportsguyspodcast.com. The Sports Guys Podcast is a sports and country music podcast 
hosted by Brandon, Nick, and Andy. They cover sports on a state, regional, and national level with many of the biggest names in the sports industry. The Sports Guys also host a Backstage Pass music segment where they go behind the scenes and talk with some of the biggest artists in country music, everything from Texas country, Americana, as well as Nashville artists. The Backstage Pass provides a more in-depth look at the musicians' rise in music as they talk about their career and tell stories about their music to share with their fans. Many of the same guests will be appearing on our show as well. Again, you can find them over at thesportsguyspodcast.com. It's a grand slam of sports and music. Please go over and check them out. Yes, thank you. Song. Thank you so much. Yeah, it's uh, it's really 
it's exciting for me to have it out in the world because I, I wrote it. I wrote it a few years ago, as I mentioned, mm-hmm. when I was living in when I was living in Indiana. I uh, just sort of started writing, and it it came at least the initial concept for the song oh. came as a product of that. And uh, and then my buddy Mike, who actually lives in Nashville, he helped me sort mm-hmm. of structure the song a little bit more in into what you hear right now. And then uh, I moved to New York. And I sort of, I was writing and I was recording other songs. I wasn't even recording country songs when I initially moved to New York. I was sort of, sometimes I would even make hip hop and rap songs uh, <laughs> just, just because that's what was sort of inspiring me at the time. Yeah. And uh, I, I revisited radio. I had it as, as a voice memo on my phone and I, I just listened to it and I I was like, wow, this is a really, really good song, and I, I think I should, I think I should record it. So, mm-hmm. uh, it, it was kind of a long process for the recording process. I, I recorded drums first with, um, <laughs> with uh, my friend Dylan, who mm-hmm. uh, is out in New Jersey, and he's drummed. He's an amazing drummer. Uh, mm-hmm. He's drummed for Drake. He's done a Drake record. He did a uh alicia keys record and then he he did um a couple records for one of my favorite bands which is actually a sort of a southern christian rock band called need to breathe so um mm-hmm. he he his influences are all, are all over the place and he's an amazing drummer so we started with the drum part uh then i recorded guitars in mm-hmm. brooklyn and uh I, I sort of had this guitar drum vocal demo and I mm-hmm. I was like uh I don't know if I love I don't know if I love this as it is right now so then I got my my producer Alex to sort of put some some finishing touches sort of sprinkle a little fairy dust uh on there and sort of bring it all together and that and now it's now it's out in the world so uh, oh, wow. it was a long process but it was definitely worth it, and uh, I'm really excited. Uh, people seem to people seem to love it, and mm-hmm. um, shout out to New York Country Swag. They uh, they threw it on their new country music playlist, so uh, really oh, wow. grateful for that as well for it to be getting some love on Spotify. That is really awesome. As you know, a lot of fans of of music in general. They see the artist, but they don't really see the team because the team never gets recognized. And I always like to bring up the team because I think that you know they're important just like you are because without the team, you can't do what you do so that you can do what you do best. So take a few moments to kind of introduce and tell us a little bit about who, who you have on your team from your PR to your manager and stuff like that that kind of helps you be who you are. Absolutely. Um, certainly, we, we already mentioned Trevor. Uh, so Trevor Perkins is, uh, is my publicist. And honestly, he's been, he's been acting like my manager uh, in, in times as well. He's, he's certainly just um, done, a, done a phenomenal job. And I, I met him through a, a mutual friend uh, and also on, on the Internet, like through Instagram, which is amazing in itself, how Instagram has allowed 
connections and relationships to grow, um, you know, through, through a simple direct message, which is, which is amazing. So uh, Mm -hmm. Trevor and I connected probably two and a half months ago. um, And he has just helped me so much in, in getting my, my music and my story out there to, uh, to various websites, blogs, uh, you guys as well. So, so I'm certainly very grateful for him. Um, also, my musicians, uh, definitely my producer Alexander Almgren. Mm-hmm. Um, he has helped me. He's definitely instilled a lot of confidence in me to mm-hmm. uh, help push me to record more and to write more and to to put my to put my music out there. Uh, so I'm, I'm grateful for him because he keeps pushing me to make the song sound better and mm-hmm. to really listen to every single detail in the song and, uh, you know, get, get the, get the final product that I desire. So Alexander mm-hmm. has been amazing from the musical aspect. Um, uh, my buddy, Johnny Piz, who is my guitarist and also, co-writer i have two i have two amazing collaborators and co-writers that i've met in new york since moving there uh john piz he also plays in my band he's an amazing amazing guitarist he absolutely shreds and he helps me sort of arrange my songs if i have an idea if i have an idea for a line or something he can just get a guitar out and start playing the chords and we can write songs in in 15 minutes so he has been uh, an amazing friend, and he's an amazing musician. Um, my other co-writer, very good friend, is Dan Emino, and um, he he and I met, and he sort of helped me get going in terms of playing live shows, playing my own songs live. You know, mm-hmm. um, uh-huh. I was playing covers frequently, and. I had all these songs and he was just like, Hey man, yeah, like you can be out here gigging and just doing it. You know, I'll, I'll help you get started. So he helped me book my first show and he's played in my band as well. And, and we've written wow. a lot together. So uh, my next song is called bad things. So hopefully that'll be out very soon, but I wrote that with Dan and he's just been great to, bounce ideas off of and and write and just and come up with a lyric when I don't have uh any ideas or or a melody or a bridge or something like that so he's also a really talented singer-songwriter um Dan Emino you can check him out on Spotify uh he's he's great so uh That's really, really cool really thankful to have to have all of those all of those people in my life for sure because uh without them I would not be talking to you guys right now. <clears throat> That's really cool. And because yeah. we're a family affair type company, we have a we kind of have a third team member for us right now. We one do. day we have four. But, but yeah. we always like to bring right our now, eight-year-old little Chris. He, he likes to ask mm-hmm. one question of each artist. <clears throat> and we got a we got a one-year-old daughter that when she gets a little older, we'll plug her in too because <laughs> we're a family. Show. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, he's about to get on in just a second. But yeah, just right, you know, we, little Chris, we got to bring him on yep, here. Yep. I think he he's getting to the other phone. Yes, here's Christopher. Hi, Willie. What's your favorite food? 
Ooh, my favorite food. Uh, that's got okay. I is it okay if I it's a tie or do you want like one definitive answer? <laughs> you can do I, it how I you want. One. I'll go. With, I'll go with one for now, and I'm gonna say uh, a cheeseburger. I I think that's my go-to in any situation. Um, I have a I have a side Instagram called called Burger Talk. Uh, or burger talker, but it's burger talk where I uh, go around New York City and try different burgers. So you can check that out too and see me eating some New York burgers. But uh, but yeah, so um, I, I love I love a good burger, and um, everywhere I go in terms of traveling or performing, I, I like to go to the, try to find at least the best burger in town. What's yours, Lucas? A pizza. Yours is pizza? Yeah. Yeah, yeah well, mm-hmm. I, that that was going to be my tie. That was my that was my like, <laughs> very close second is pizza. So we're, we're seeing eye to eye on that one, though, Chris. <laughs> he comes and goes fast, but you know what? We're plugging him he in. He, he loves to be part of it. <laughs> he, I love it. Yeah, that's upset. adorable. He'd be a, That's there's amazing. been a couple shows where it got canceled early on, yeah. And he and he got upset because he didn't get to ask his one question. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm glad you guys. I, I'm glad you guys gave him a little segment. That's that's amazing. <laughs> and and who knows? Did he do something? Did he do had, something nice for for you, Sandy, for Mother's Day? Oh, he did. Yes, yes, and and he always does. He got me a little gift. Thing and he even got one. He said he had to get one for his baby sister too, so it should be a future mother someday. Oh, <laughs> he's that's a very good. sweet boy. That's, that's nice. <laughs> that's amazing. <laughs> so, if you could co-write with anyone dead or alive, who would it be, and what would you want to write about? Oh man, that is that is a an amazing question. Um, I, I could answer that in so many different ways, just because I feel <laughs> like I listen to, I, I listen to so many different genres of music, mm-hmm. and I have so many different influences when it comes to writers. But mm-hmm. um, I think, I think at this current moment, um, I would love to co-write with Michael Hardy, or most people just know him as Hardy, but he. <laughs> Um, he's a, he's a country artist right now. Um, and he's written, not only is he a, uh, solo artist, but he also has written for Florida Georgia line. And he wrote oh, the wow. latest single for Blake. He wrote the song God's country by Blake Shelton. Oh, wow. Um, so I'm just really, uh, I'm really enjoying his writing lately I've been listening to a lot of his songs he's written a lot of songs for Morgan Wallen as well uh, so so I, I would probably co-write with Hardy and I would probably write a song about I don't know taking taking people's minds off of all, all of the all of the sadness and negativity going on in the world right now, you know, just something that would take, take listeners to, to a happy place. So yeah. Yeah. Writing it, writing it about a happy place, I guess, I guess you could say. 
But uh, that is, but yeah, something something that that is like a summertime feel good, feel good song. Yeah, that's really cool. Um, what of all the songs you've written so far? What's the one song that means the most, and why? Wow, that's also a great question. Um, I I have a song called College Town, and mm-hmm. That's a song about about Bloomington, Indiana, which is just a place that I hold very near and dear to my heart because I mm-hmm. I lived there for a very long time. I developed some some lifelong friendships there, mm-hmm. and uh, it it just every time every time I sing it or I listen to the demo that I have, it just sort of brings me back to that place. And uh, it it just it makes me smile a little bit. Um, there's another song that I have called called Bad Things. Um, mm-hmm. That's that's about that's about somebody somebody special in my life. So that's another very important song. But, cool. but those two are probably mean a lot to me. And College yeah. Town uh, again. It was it was sort of an, one of the one of the first songs, similar to radio, sort of one of the first mm-hmm. songs that I ever ever really had written or, or started. So um, I, I think I think that, that that means something. It's just sort of like it's still because I've written so many songs and some are just horrible. I'm you know mm-hmm. I was first starting to write. I was like, well, <laughs> try, <laughs> but. College Town has had stuck with me the whole time, and I'm still performing it, and people really, really like yeah. it. So, and not only that, but it it has the the Bloomington significance, and just the the time I've spent there, and the people that I got to know while I was there. So, yeah, uh, it, it's it's hopefully I'll that one's not quite done yet, uh, College Town, but mm-hmm. um. I'm I'm working on a a project right now that will have radio on it. It will have bad things, uh, college town, and a few other songs as well. So, uh, look for that in in the coming months. That's cool. <clears throat> so I'm about to yeah, ask a question, very cool. and I have a and I have a purpose in the way I'm asking it, and I'll explain right after I ask the question. <clears throat> but if you had a magic wand. And what you're about to say would 100% come true. Where do you want to be in five years? And the reason I ask it that way is this past February made the five-year anniversary of us asking that same question to Kelsey Ballerini. Her answer five years ago was exactly how she's living today. And I always bring that story up because I want people to realize can dream bigger it's okay to dream bigger you know and i think sometimes artists just think that well they'll never make it big at all and but it can happen so this is the point where i like to get the vision out of people so if all bets were off and you it would happen where do you want to be in five years uh five years i want a number one record whether it's a uh song that i've co-written or a song mm. that i'm performing myself but yeah. um i i definitely certainly don't want to limit myself at, as doing one thing you know I, I feel like i i write a lot and that's one of my mm. strong suits so uh a number one song regardless of genre 
but ideally, a, a number one song on, on the country music charts would be uh, the five-year goal. In addition to that, um, selling out a headlining tour across the country. Um, hmm. just, just having, as I mentioned, having supporters uh, that connect with my music around, around the entire country and around the world. Mm-hmm. Uh, but um, those, those are the two number ones, getting out there on the road and selling mm-hmm. out shows and uh, getting a song to go, go to the top of the charts and to be on the radio. That is really awesome. <clears throat> so let's say you had a, and you heard them sing, and let's say that they, sound, they have a really great tone to them, and you could tell there's something special about them. Now, this will be pre-COVID advice, so keep that in mind. And let's say that they've, they've played 10 or 20 shows so far, so, so they're really just getting their feet wet. But they've gotten on the stage, and they've um, looked over the crowd, crowds cheering, and they got what every artist says they get, that stage bug where they just know this is what they're supposed to do. They come to you, and they say, Willie, I got the stage bug. I feel like I am supposed to do this with the rest of my life. What advice would you give that specific person to help guide them the next two, three, four years? I would say, first of all, to keep going. Uh, don't, let, don't let anything deter you. Have a vision. Write down your goals. Have a plan for what you want to accomplish and take the necessary steps to achieve those goals. Uh, I, I think that, again, sometimes there, there will be bad shows. Sometimes mm-hmm. there might be uh, situations that arise that aren't exactly favorable, but I think you just have to weather that storm and, and keep going. I mean, it's, it's, at the end of the day, it's the entertainment industry. There's always going to be rejection every day mm-hmm. to a certain to a certain extent. Even if you even if you are at the pinnacle of your career, you know you're still gonna mm-hmm. you're still gonna going to have have a few uh, have a few pitfalls. So uh, I think both writing down goals and celebrating achieving those goals a and b not not letting not letting little things keep you down and stand in your way. I like that. Perfect answer. And, and um, I remember one of the best advice I get when we first launched our show, I, I, I have a Nashville friend who was, I was saying, asking, you know, what, what advice would he give us as we grow this show? And I think the advice he gave would, would be perfect for artists or hosts like us, but really anybody in general, you know, almost no matter what they're doing. And I remember he, him saying that, that um, his best advice he could give would be the um, start and stay authentic. He says, because I, he says, you could tell all the Bobby Bone jokes, all the Ty Bentley jokes, but we've already got Bobby Bones. We've already got Ty Bentley. We don't have a Chris. He says, but let's say that you, you end up building a following doing somebody else. He says, the day's going to come when authentic Chris comes out. He says, you can't stop it. It will come out. He says, when that day comes, if you've built any type of, type of following, he says, you're going to lose every one of them because they were attracted to fake Chris, not authentic Chris. So if you start from the beginning being authentic, he says, it may go grow slower, but you'll have the right audience come. Absolutely. Absolutely. 
I couldn't agree more with that with that statement. And I and I think you know again I've always remembered that and and of course I'm par- when I tell the what people say I paraphrase what they say so it's not like to the T but that's pretty much what he was saying and all that and um but as we get to the last question here what is a question that you wish hosts like us would ask but they kind of never do. Ooh, that's a that's a hard one. I think I think we've covered I think we've covered a lot today in this that's, in this interview. That's what I like to hear. We've we've been we've been very thorough. Um, you know, I, honestly, for, for you guys, you you really one question that you guys asked that not a lot of other people have asked is about. Mm-hmm. Uh, sort of sort of the the hobby aspect and you know get, trying to get to know me as a as a person because I'm not I'm not doing music all day long every single day yeah. you know I'm, I I like I like watching sports I like movies I like pop culture you know I'm just like mm-hmm. anybody else and I and I feel like what you guys really did well was was you know breaking it down uh on a friend's level which a lot of interviews, uh, I feel like, are are are, are a bit more rigid, and yeah. uh, and it, it it felt it felt pretty easy talking to you guys. And I can't believe like it's already because, the last. I can't believe it's the last question already. <laughs> yeah, and um, yes, it's, been, it's been an hour already. Believe it or not. Yes. Wow. That well, that's and, 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 and you know that, and that's what we want to do. Our show is is you know I always tell mm-hmm. people. Yes, we want to learn about your music, but we want to learn about you. And that's the whole idea behind the show. Is, Absolutely. Is we, we focus maybe 10 minutes on the music, and the rest is on the person. I love that. And uh, I'm, I'm grateful for you guys for having me on today and, and for taking the time to, to listen to radio and, and play it as well. That, that means a lot. Yeah, and we appreciate you coming on. So if you want to real quick tell you people do. how they can reach out to you. Absolutely. Guys, feel free to follow me on, on socials. My Instagram is Willie Locke. That's Willie with an I-E-L-O-C-K, Locke. And follow me on Spotify as well. Uh, I have two singles out right now, radio being one of them, and my first ever single, Follow Your Soul. So please follow me on Spotify and Instagram and Facebook as well. Willie Locke would love to connect and get in touch with you. And we look forward to having you back on the show down the road with some more updates. Yeah, absolutely, Chris and Sandy. Thank you guys so much. Right, and we oh, appreciate thank it, you. and we loved having you on. We thank did. you. I loved being on. You guys stay well and stay safe, stay healthy, and thanks again. All right, thanks. Talk oh, to you. Same soon. to you. Thanks. Bye. All right. Bye. Hey everyone. Hope you really enjoyed today's show. Um, really great guy. Uh, second show today, so that made number eighty-eight. Tomorrow we got two more shows coming at you, so we're excited that we're going to hit number 90 of interviews since January 3rd. Um, yeah. Don't know. We have no idea who's going to be number 100 yet, so that'll be a pretty cool show. But anyway, until tomorrow, we'll see you then.